dude, what? Episode 10 is here of my wife's buffalo chicken dip for the ears? What? That's not true. Oh, wait. Fact check. It's true. And it's happening right now. So I do realize that we are, or not we, but I am, what, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, six days late. Is that right? Six days? Six days late. I am six days late on this episode. Um, and there's a really, really good explanation for this. So um, it's, a very, it's a very good explanation, a very good excuse. Um, so it's because I... Uh, was kidnapped by um, by the Russians and uh, it turns out I wasn't the right guy that they wanted so um, they returned me today I just got back and I knew the first thing I had to do as soon as I got back was uh, I have to record this episode because my listeners are waiting Um, so yeah so I was kidnapped by the Russians, but I'm back now and I'm safe and I'm okay. So no need to worry about me because I'm sure you guys are all very worried and there's no reason, there's no reason to fret. But without a further ado, today we have some questions to ask. Well, we have some, I have some questions to answer. You have some questions to ask and you did ask them and guess what? I'm going to answer them. So let's get crazy here let's get loco and answer some of these gosh dang questions because the love doctor is here did i say that the love doctor i might have i might have not but these are love doctor questions people have questions about their their uh their love lives who they're dating their spouses they're like oh man like there's no books written on this certain thing that i'm dealing with who should i turn to turn to the love doctor because the love doctor's got all the questions because the love doctor's got all the answers. Jeez, man, I'm, I'm saying all these wrong words today. The love doctor's got all the answers. And if you have a question about love or or concern about love or even a comment about love or things of love, love natures, things of the love nature, feel free to message me on anchor.fm. You can leave a little voice message for me and, uh, I would love to answer answer those these questions and concerns or um, reply to your comments. So let's get started. So we have we have a question here from a Captain Brunch ninety three, and uh, Captain Brunch ninety three asks us, "Dear Love Doctor, I've been dating this girl for four years, and she's getting very upset that I have not proposed yet. What should I do?" Very good question. I get this question a lot, actually, Captain Brunch 93. And I decided, I, you know, I think it's important that we answer it. So, uh, the first, things, first thing you're going to want to do, propose. That is step one. That is phase one. Propose. Even if you're not ready to get married, even if, you know, you feel like she may not be the one, you propose. Why? Because it'll, it'll calm her. Because she knows, okay, like, 
this guy, this guy's serious. Now, depending on how much time you need, either one, to, to be ready for marriage, or two, um, to make sure that she is the one, you know, you may need anywhere from a year to 20 years. But I'm going to give you a simple plan. I'm going to give you a very, very simple plan um, to to conquer how much to conquer the the receptance of time because that's what you need you need time so if you think you know you need to wait a year before the the wedding happens it's as easy as this get fired from your job boom you got yourself 365 days 365 extra days now why would that gain you an extra why would that gain you a whole year because you lose your job and now she's like, now your fiance is thinking, okay, I understand. He can't really afford a wedding right now. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of, we're going to dial it back. We're going to take it back a notch. And now we're going to wait. He's going to get a job. He's going to get back on his feet and we'll be good to go. But boom, little does she know, if you need more time than that, if you need more time than a year and you're not really sure, you got to pick up a really, really bad uh, gambling addiction. And um, and with that, that this is a twofer right here. You you're about to land. You're about to land yourself a twofer. This, that's right. Two years. You're gonna you're gonna get a really bad gambling addiction, and because of that, you're you're gonna lose your home. You're gonna lose your house, or apartment, or or wherever you're living. And you're gonna be forced to live in your car. So now you're really like you are really down in the dumps. And now she's going to think, dang, okay. Like, you know, everybody get, everybody gets knocked around sometimes. Everybody deals with something. Uh, we can wait an extra two years. That's that's fine. You know, you just, you get your you get back up on your feet and then we'll do this wedding. Ooh, but guess what? You may need a little bit more time. You may not be ready yet. So what you got to do is when you're sleeping at night, you find yourself, you find yourself listening to, to dog barks. You look up out of your, out of your, uh, your rear view mirror and you see a uh, stray dog a little lonesome golden retriever a little dirty and what you do is you hop out of your car you find a hose and you hose this dog off you clean him up a bit and you name him not just any name you gotta name him something powerful you gotta name him the most powerful name in America name him after that guy you name him after the most powerful man in America that's right you just got yourself a new dog named Regis Philbin now, you and Regis, you guys are going to get along really great. You guys are going to be best friends. You're going to understand why some people say dog is a man's best friend. Because you and Regis Philbin, the dog, you guys are going to be truly best friends. You guys will keep each other warm at night when you're sleeping in your small Honda Civic. You're going to keep each other company when you're hanging out in your small Honda Civic. You're going to play games when you're hanging out in your small Honda Civic. Now, here's the thing. Here's the catch. Your fiance is going to think, man, like this guy, him, he, my, my fiance and this dog, Regis Philbin, they're hanging out too much. Well, there's no time for me. So she's going to walk up. She's going to ask if you need any help to make sure she kind of solidify, solidifies her spot in your relationship. But you look her in the eye and say, baby, all I need right now is my boy, Regis Philbin. Because he and I, he, Regis Philbin, he gets me. And she's going to cry, and she's probably going to hand you back the ring, and she's going to leave you. Now, this is where things get really heated. 
Now, up to this point, you have bought yourself about five extra years. And if you're not ready, just about yet, this is where where things really step up into second gear. So now, what you have to do, you're still dealing with that gambling addiction, so you have to sell, you have to pawn off uh, the the engagement ring that your fiance or your ex fiance just handed to you, and you have to get that money, and you have to take that money to the craps tables. And now, yes, yes, your father always told you growing up that craps was a game for the morons, but you're feeling extra lucky. So you go to the local casino and you blow off the all the money that you got for the ring at the craps tables. You lose everything. You lose so much. You lose so much that you have to sell your own car to to make up the difference of what you lost to the casino. So now at this point, oh, at this point, it's just going to be you and your buddy, Regis Philbin, and you're going to find, uh, you're going to find uh, just a nice, nice, comfortable spot underneath a uh, dumpster in, behind an old Chinese restaurant. The same Chinese restaurant that you actually took that girl, Sarah, from the ninth grade biology class. You took her on a date there. Um, ironically enough, she now owns that restaurant, and uh, you see her actually yelling at a waitress who's a little incompetent. And you remember why you never called her back for that second date. And you laugh a little bit. But when you laugh, you give away your position and Sarah's going to see you. And she's going to call the police saying, hey, there's a homeless man and his, and, his really, and his really powerful looking dog underneath my dumpster. Can you come and take care of this? And the police are like, no problem, we're on it. The police show up. They pull you out from underneath the dumpster. They take your dog. And they realize that you're an unfit caretaker for that dog. So they take Regis Philbin away from you. And you lose everything. You've officially lost everything. You lost your home. You've lost your car. You've lost your woman. And you've lost now your best friend, Regis Philbin. So with nothing left, you humble yourself and you call your ex-fiance back up and you say, I've lost everything. Please take pity on me. I need clothes. I need shelter. and And I need a friend. Most importantly, I need a friend. And over the next three years, you guys build up a friendship. And at this point, you've you've uh, you've gained up about ten years worth. Ten years worth of stalling. And after ten years of after ten years, you are now officially, at this point, you will be officially ready to get married. So, after spending all this time with your ex-fiance, now friend. You propose again, and she says yes. The very next day, you go to the courthouse, and you sign those papers. And now you and your fiance are excited, and you look to your you look to your left, and you see your best man, and it's Regis Philbin, not the dog, but the actual man, Regis Philbin. And he's there to congratulate you, and he hands you a giant check. And he says, "Congratulations." And then he rips off his mask, and it's the dog, your old pal, Regis Philbin. Regis Philbin the dog and you realize that after all this time Regis Philbin the man that that, the man that gives away a million dollars and your dog are the same person the same dog the same creature the same spirit and you did it it's as simple as that really and that's it Um, you know you just it's it's easy Uh, that's probably the easiest I could I could have laid it out for you um you know, I I don't think I can explain it any simpler than the way I just did. So uh so Captain Brunch ninety three, your question, 
You'd be dating this girl for four years. Propose and then do everything I just said. Um, and uh, and I I hope you guys the, I hope you guys are the best. I hope you guys are the best. I really do. Alrighty, next question. Here we have um, another question from uh, a fuzzy noob killer, and um, it reads, "Hey Daniel, loved Palo, PhD. I have trouble meeting women. What should I do, and where should I go?" Mm, what a powerful question. Well, fuzzy noob killer, you have trouble meeting women. That's, it's, you know, it's 2019. You know, there's a lot of different places where you can uh, meet women. Pretty much in every aspect of your life, there's some form of dating system engulfed in that area. Oh, but like, you know, I'm on my phone all the time. I, you know, whatever. Dude, download a dating app. Oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm always at church. Dude, find a girl at church. Let me tell you, let me, mm, let me, let me preach for a second. Find a girl at church. Those girls are nice. Fun fact, I met my wife at church. At a, it wasn't at church, like a service, but it was at a church event. Mm, somebody. She wasn't, I didn't meet her, like, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like I met her and then she was my wife. It wasn't like arranged or anything. When I met her, she was just a girl a pretty girl, a very pretty girl, probably the prettiest girl I've ever seen, the prettiest girl I've ever seen, not probably, most definitely the prettiest girl I've ever seen, and then eventually after some time, about three years, we got married, and uh, and that's how that evil, evil evolved, that elopion turned in, that elopion of evolution, that's how that happened in the past three years, um, but yeah, dude, go to church, and what should you do? <laughs> Dude, I just that answer I just told you, that's a two for answer. You meet him at church, and what should you do? You go to church. Where do you meet him? At church. What do you do? Go to church. Why? Because the ladies are at the church. You're not gonna meet a nice girl at the club. I'll tell you that, fuzzy noob killer. You're not gonna meet a nice girl at the <laughs> at the laundromat. Well probably. I'm sure you will, but not at two AM. I don't know. I, I'm very passionate about this this question. I get this question a lot. I get this question a lot. All right. And then, uh, so if that doesn't answer your question, fuzzy noob killer, I don't know what will. Go to church. You got to go to church. Um, and our last question is from TMNT fan 2012. How do I tell a girl that I like her? Ooh, TMNT fan 2012. You know, some may say that I'm the master at, uh, you know, like, some people tell me I'm the master. And uh, to be specific, like, I'm the master of everything. But, the, like, the pinnacle of my mastership is telling girls I like them. And I think my masterpiece was when, I, was when I originally told my wife, at the time, my girlfriend, that I liked her. Well, my friend, that I liked her. And what I did was we were hanging out. She played me a song on her guitar. I think it was an original. And uh, she took me to, like, the secret spot that she goes to when she's feeling overwhelmed. And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, dude, Danny, you're, dude, you're in, dog. 
dog, you're a freaking end, dude. This girl likes you, horde. She likes you, dude. She likes you so. She likes you so good. So we were driving back, dude, and I'm just like, yo, girl, like, and I was really, really smooth with this. I was like, you know, I gotta know for my databases, like. I got to know for my paperwork, and this is a true story, by the way, TMNT fan 2012, this is a very true story, and for my listeners, this is a true story, but I told her that I needed to make sure that my databases and what were correct, so I started rambling on, and I compared her, I compared her to a giant fancy uh, stainless steel refrigerator. And, um, this is true. I compared it to a stainless steel refrigerator with a nice one with like the TVs in it. And, um, and it has two different ice options like crushed and regular. I compared it to a fridge and I compared myself to a Bahamas magnet. And the best thing to do is, um, is to really like don't never go straight and direct. Never be like, oh, I like you. No, never. That is a, you'll shoot yourself right in the foot. You have to dance around it for as long as you can before she kind of, um, you have to dance around it for as long as you can until she kind of picks up, until she kind of picks up on what you're trying to say. So I compared her to a fridge. I compared myself to a Bahamas magnet and I told her that um, I feel as though um, throughout my the entirety of my life, um, you know, there are all these really, really cool fridges, but you know, my, I never really stuck like my magnet, my Bahamas magnet never really stuck to them because they were stainless steel. You know, they were stainless steel magnets. They're stainless, st- stainless, excuse me, stainless steel refrigerators and some cheaper stainless steel refrigerators. The magnets don't stick. Why? I, I couldn't, I couldn't give you the scientific facts. I couldn't, I couldn't dive into it, but. I found a stainless, I found like this nicest stainless steel fridge I've ever seen. And I take my Bahamas magnet out of my pocket and I stick it on there, or I try to stick it on there, and it and it's stuck. The Bahamas magnet stuck. And I could tell that she wasn't getting it. So I said, I'm the Bahamas magnet, and you're this really nice fridge. And she's like, are you telling me that you like me? And I'm like, if the magnet sticks... And she looks at me and she says, well, I like it too. And I start dancing. I start running up to my buddies and I'm like high-fiving them. And, um, and you know, we started dating. So that's that story alone can tell you that I'm the master. So listen to me, TMNT fan 2012. You, you, know, you, you got to be smooth, dude. You got to be smooth. Like you can't... You, I can't exp- I can't express that enough. Never go straight, never be never tell her what you're truly feeling. You got to dance around it for about 20 minutes like I did and let her figure it out. Let her do the work. Because in the end, dude, you know, there's a good chance that she that she'll be really into you. Especially if your username is TMNT fan 2012, dude. Especially if that's true. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, love is, love can be complicated. It can be very complicated, but guess what? 
the love doctor is always here to help you and guide you through this crazy this crazy life because if if you have any questions or concerns or comments about love or anything within the love nature shoot your boy a voice message on anchor.fm it's so easy it's so simple just log up just hop on to anchor.fm find my podcast you can leave a voice message for me ask me a question leave me a concern leave me a comment you don't if you not agree with something that i said or do you super agree with something that i said tell me about it i want to hear from you guys because in the end of the day we're all just trying to find love we're all just trying to find acceptance and i want to help you and guide you and teach you in the ways of love as i have mastered it as i'm the master of all things so that's pretty much it. We're wrapping this episode up. This is episode 10. So I feel like together, episode 10, or 10th episode, or 10th week, we have learned so much in this, in this, 20, in this short 20-minute period. But we did it together, and that's all that matters. Now, next week, or I guess I, guess I should say this week, we are, um, are, we, we're going to have some special guests uh, we're gonna have Maz and Murph from the the Manlier Things uh, podcast, uh, a fellow anchor uh, podcast, and uh, they're they're two good friends of mine, and, and we're gonna talk about some manly things while eating some manly foods. And I heard, I know someone told me once I, as I was telling them what we were doing, and they told me there was a certain term for it, eating foods during a podcast, and I couldn't tell you what it was. It's totally spaced in my brain right now, but. Stay tuned for this upcoming Thursday where we're going to be diving in with Maz and Murph from the Manlier Things podcast, and we are going to get manly, so manly. Now, rest up my chicken-dipped ears, eaters, because we are going to get crazy on Thursday. So crazy. <laughs>